I'm Amy Mongeta, and this is Conversations with an Email Guru, a podcast dedicated to helping startups grow their businesses through best-in-class email marketing. Every single week, I'll be talking to you about email strategies and best practices to help you understand, develop, and exhaust your email channel to reach more customers. You can do this, and I'm here to show you how. Let's get started. Hey, Libby, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to chat. Yes, we're looking forward to your tips. I am really excited to chat with you today because what I find working with clients, especially last year and fielding the Q&A from our listeners is that companies tend to silo organic social and email. They're always trying to like grow their following right on the social side. And then separately, they're trying to grow their list, but they don't realize that social can certainly benefit email list growth. So in that sentiment, let's jump right in. So like I mentioned, we know that email is very dependent on building a list. I know in my experience, if we don't have new people constantly coming in, then our email success, you know, drastically is, is just terrible. And social media is a great way to do this. So let's talk first, though, how does somebody get a strong social media following? Can you kind of walk us through some ways to build your social media audience? Yeah, of course. So just kind of, I'm sure people have preached this so much <laughs> when you ask this question, but just going off really simple things that I always tell my clients is consistency, being like genuine and very personable. So showing more of a face to the audience rather than maybe all product shots or all graphics and also engaging so you can create a trusting relationship are the main things that I see when continuing to grow. And then of course, you know, making sure that you're following the trends that are ever changing on (laughs) social media, especially Instagram, but making sure that you're hopping on trends right away, even if that means kind of doing more video content creating more reels and getting out of your comfort zone. Just that's kind of how you're going to be reaching like a different audience and getting in the algorithm is by hopping on these trends. So I always really try to push that to my clients is like, even if it's out of your comfort zone, like let's record a video and get that up on a reel or something. But another thing that I, especially as like an organic growth specialist talk about with my clients is everyone really wants this like magic number followers on social. And I do too. You know, I'm (laughs) one that I'm like, I really want, you know, 10,000 followers or whatever. It really creates this like authority on social. So people naturally, if you have a lot of following, they trust you easier. And I totally, totally understand that. Um, What I really do try to push my clients away from is like this desire for a magic follower. And like the goal is to- their goal shouldn't be to increase following. I say their goal should be to create an environment on their social where they have a relationship with their following and engagement and a trust. That engagement and trust within your audience is way more important than the number because you can have, you know, 100K or 10K and those a lot of those followers may be really relevant to your niche or yeah. may not be engaging at all. And really the people that you want and that are going to be important on your social following or ones that care about the product, care about you, trust you, and kind of want to get more involved. So 
I would say, especially in the beginning, when you're trying to grow, try to focus on just like developing these relationships, interacting more. And rather than focusing on a number, focus on just the individual follower as like a human and, you know, try to interact with them because that's how you really are going to grow is just creating a trustworthy relationship. That is so interesting. The first thing that comes to mind is just, you know, those oh, purchase 10,000 followers and whatnot. You know, those terrible companies out there that are having you purchase followers. (laughs) Do not do that. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's so funny. Like you said, it's so funny to spot accounts, I think, that have done that because they literally have no, they have got, what, 500,000 followers and literally two likes per post. (laughs) And so to your point. Yeah, totally. I had this one potential client reach out to me, you know, let's say just a couple months ago and they were like, Hey, we're just starting this new business and really are looking for a strategist and someone to help with social. And, you know, we just like, we're bouncing ideas back and forth. And then they come back a couple months later and all of a sudden they have like 5,000 followers, low comments and low likes and engagement on their posts. And the first thing I asked, cause they were like, do you have any availability was, did you get a bot? to get your followers up because that's the first thing that you automatically notice yes. as a media manager. And it's kind of a red flag because as soon as someone starts getting a bot involved or purchasing followers, basically their whole number of what's on their profile is skewed because all of those followers are probably relevant and not going to engage and <sighs> don't care about your product. So that's like the first thing I look at when working with a client is just kind of their growth metrics because having those random followers that you're purchasing or using a bot with is like total red flag. Like do not do that ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I think people do need to be reminded of that because I think you hit on something I hear all the time and it's that magic number. And you're just like, man, we need to move away from that. I'm positive (laughs) of it. And I'm not even a social media expert. Okay. So anyway, so speaking of social media followings, um, and I know you mentioned it a couple of times with the algorithm and whatnot, you know, what does it take to sort of get more targeted? So if you have a smaller following and you're wanting like the right people, um, are there certain hashtags? Like, should people be using hashtags? Like what is the, what's the process? What's the back end look like if you're trying to get more targeted? Yeah, of course. So, oh gosh, there's so much going on with social media in general to get more targeted. And just every platform has a different kind of strategy. Just like in regards to hashtags, those are super important and very useful if you're using them right. Just to give kind of a hashtag 101 background, you search for a hashtag on like Instagram, for example, and some hashtags will have 1 million posts or you know, 500K posts. Those are hashtags that obviously people are using so much. And I always tell my clients to stay away from those. Maybe use one or two of those hashtags that have a million or two million posts, but your content gets lost in those hashtags because there's so many posts that, you know, are using them probably like daily and as soon as you use that hashtag, since you're a smaller account, your post is like gone into oblivion and no one's going to see that. The goal of hashtags is to get more engagement and more views and to reach a different audience. So your goal should be to use hashtags that have a smaller post amount. So, you know, you could use hashtags with um, just depending on your size, it could be a thousand to 5,000 posts, or it could be 10k to 20k and i always say to sprinkle in a bunch of like different ones so maybe 10 of the 5k hashtags and then 
10 of the 30K or... Wow. This is mind blowing. I was always like, oh man, that's got a million posts. I'm definitely using that hashtag. Thank you so much for sharing that. Anyway, I'll let you continue. <laughs> just like, yeah. wow. As soon as you brought up hashtags, I was like, okay, let's just like chat about this for a second because <laughs> hashtags are so useful if they're used correctly. And that's why doing hashtag research and figuring out the hashtags in your niche that have the lead, like the least amount of posts is definitely going to be a lot more useful in the long run. So next time anyone's looking for hashtags, when you're putting them on your post, try to get ones with less posts rather than hitting those million hashtags. And then, okay, back to <laughs> kind of what you're asking. <laughs> to reach a more targeted audience, what I recommend is creating more content that's definitely shareable so oh. that you're offering free information. A lot of people are going to resonate more with you and want to build that relationship if you're very open in kind of giving a FYI, here's a little background on the importance of hashtags, or this is a great tool on Canva, or don't forget about this new update on Instagram, and this is how you use it. So definitely sharing more and being more open about giving knowledge to people will reach the audience that is interested in that knowledge, and then we'll then generate kind of the leads. And then for a more targeted, obviously, just looking for people that are more in your niche too. So that's who you're going to interact with. I follow a bunch of content cre creators that are really in the social media organic field, and they like allow for a lot of inspiration. You can see who's interested in their content and kind of okay. go off of that. And it gives you like a lot of different ways that you can use reels and jump in on the social media trends that they probably may have figured out before you or something. So just really figuring out who your ideal client is, is really, really important because once you figure out that, then you're going to really know more of who you want to talk to or reach out to or, you know, be around. That is a great point. So yeah, you can inevitably go kind of find them on social, right? And even like follow a few of these folks and then that sort of could have a cascading effect. Yeah, it's more of just like following the different people on social that are maybe doing the same similar mm -hmm. thing as you. You can just see how they're doing, like what posts are doing well, what isn't doing well for them, maybe getting some inspiration or ideas. And then figuring out how to reproduce something more on brand to you that's like that. But then also just interacting online with mm -hmm. everyone's posts, anyone that you follow, like the engagement is just so important to build this community and to create trust. And yeah, I guess it's just kind of the real consistency there in talking to people and putting yourself out there. I love that. That makes the whole concept of reels even more, the, it stands out even more to me now because I'm like, that. that's a chance for you to be a little bit more human. Mm -hmm. And you would think, right, like the, the, the folks that kind of follow you from seeing your reel um, likely are going to be people that want to be rallying behind your brand. Too. Yeah. And what I love about reels is they're just really fast videos. Yeah. Just like watch them really fast rather than reading maybe a long post. Yes. If you go to my Instagram, I only, only have reels that okay. I've been posting since the reel came out a while ago. And I just love creating that kind of content because it really gives it whoever's seeing your content, maybe a potential client that's going to your profile, more of a view of who you are 
as a person. And it's so much more genuine, I think, just being able to show your personality. A lot of times on client calls, the first thing they bring up is my Instagram. Ah. This reel made me laugh. Like, I can (laughs) relate to this. Or... I just love that you are out there. Like it shows your personality so much. And once I started getting that feedback, I just like realized how important it was to just continue, you know, putting myself out there, creating that content that's super relatable and has to do with what I'm doing. And really social media is a business card. So Mm -hmm. I always tell everyone that the first thing at this point, especially in this time is people are checking your social media for your business. They're going to check everything. That's the first thing that I do. I know that's the first thing that most people do. So just whatever you're reflecting on your social really is important to reflect like who you are is not only as a business, but as a person. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So in this spirit, what are some ways that companies can actually leverage their social media platforms to actually capture email addresses? So any tips using link trees? What do you recommend? How do, how do we integrate a little bit better these channels? Right. So obvious one, if you have a newsletter that you send weekly or maybe not weekly, but like monthly or bi-monthly to always have prior to sending a, hey, my newsletter is going out this date, you can sign up link in bio. Or after the newsletter is out, I always tell clients to make sure that it's also posted somewhere else, whether it's on their blog or a different way that you can kind of get that information to people so that it makes them more interested to sign up. So a lot of times it's easier to just put it on the blog and then create a social post that pushes people to your blog. And then there'll be a sign up CTA at the end. Another way that I'm, you know, really big on is creating kind of a, it could be a free blog that has like all of this information, or it could be a free webinar that you can join, or it could be a um, free three-day training or something for your audience. So again, free content is so amazing. And you can also push this onto your website to promote it there as a banner or something. But using social media to promote these you know, free blog posts, free trainings, free one-day webinar, and the way that people will sign up for it is just putting in their email. And so that's how you will start collecting that. But this also, but being able to show this on social, oh, promoting, being able to promote this on social (laughs) is how you're going to be pushing people to sign up for the newsletter and just the free content and then adding the email in as, you know, that's the only thing that you ask for is email in here. And then you'll be able to send them exactly what they signed up for. So that's just a great and easy way to create like a funnel through social. Yeah. Those are really some good tips. Have you ever seen any, um, let's say more of on the e-commerce side, have you ever seen them leverage social posts for in in place almost of a a web pop-up form? You know, a lot of times you go on the website and it's like, get 20% off now. And have you ever seen that sort of thing? Or would you recommend that? I've definitely seen maybe more smaller brands doing like join the link in our bio now and you can send you a code for 20% off. But it's really hard to integrate that same pop-up that you get on the website onto social. So that's why larger brands, you know, that doesn't work for them. But I do see some brands possibly putting it in their story now that you can link to the website. Yeah. Yeah. And being like, hey, there's a link right here, which is like a sign up. You can put on your story, do the link. And it'll send you to put your email in and then the discount code would be sent. Or 
kind of in that direction. But those pop ups are definitely way better for like the website. Yeah, I totally forgot, though, about that new story feature. And I think that was a good call out because that's a nice way for even folks to run like a, hey, we're offering an exclusive coupon today. Yeah, that, that that's a good one. Thank you for reminding me of that as well. <laughs> I need to go add that to my own, my own newsletter um, subscription list. Okay. So one other thing I definitely wanted to chat about with you today, because I get this a lot on the email side, and it has to do with giveaways. I'm sure you've, you have clients that have done giveaways on social, and I know tons of brands usually join together. But some of the issues I see at, after I get the list from this social giveaway is they don't remember all the brands individually, right? So I might be brand X. They subscribe to brand Y, and then they're like, who is this brand X? So they're like flagging my email as spam. Or they can't remember they even signed up for the giveaway because they didn't win, and perhaps the time has been too delayed. So I was wondering, I've offered a ton of email best practices, but is there anything on from the social side on running giveaways where you can get a better brand identity or help your uh, the folks that have entered, you know, be a little bit more engaged with the giveaway so they can so we almost can create the funnel a little bit stronger. Right. So actually, interesting enough, I'm like a sweepstakes and giveaway expert. (laughs) (laughs) Company I run their email acquisition and sweepstakes. So I actually run them for them twice a month. And okay, it's a huge like growth opportunity for them email wise, we end up accumulating a lot of emails that then we remarket to and during these giveaways, there's an email newsletter requirement send, and then also a social post send from each brand. And each giveaway, we have about 12 brands total. So you know, we're generating 10k to 15k per sweepstakes. And then I've also done just specifically social giveaways, but that's just like internally for the brand. Like we're Mm -hmm. giving away X if you tag a friend or not. So you've come to the right person. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Something that I do like daily. I was just getting a landing page ready for a giveaway uh, earlier today. But what I recommend, which is a little difficult if you're not hosting the giveaway is when new, when people are signing up for the giveaway, the goal would be to get your first email out to them as like a remarket as soon as possible. So as a host, that's super, super easy because, you know, every single other day I'm downloading that list of new contestants and I'm uploading it to Active Campaign and it's going to go through the sequence. What I tell all the partners, because we discuss like how they can use the list and how like it'll work for them is to keep engagement, make sure that you're sending an email out that first of all references the giveaway. So it's not just welcome to the club and like no one knows where this email is coming from it's like hey we're so happy that you joined the hawaii giveaway don't worry everyone's still a winner here's a discount for our you know our product or something so in the first email when you're welcoming them in make sure that you're referencing where you got their email from so it's from this giveaway that they joined And you can even use maybe the first image as something that they saw on the giveaway landing page so that they recognize it easier. And then naturally giving them a discount code. So then it pushes them to do the site and they're not just getting this random email welcoming them with no incentive to continue staying. The unsubscribe for joining these giveaways definitely is just like really natural. So when brands see this, the natural unsubscribe when the first email is sent out, don't get discouraged. I think yeah. that if you see that, you're going to have people just dis- like 
unsubscribe. They're going to be confused. And that's just totally something that happens in this process. So just depending on the number, you may just need to tweak kind of the marketing that's going out there. And then I think I also definitely recommend with them to do more than just like one email that you send. So let's say you send one email welcoming them with a discount. The second email would be like a reminder about the discount, maybe to people who hadn't opened it. And then you have a different email that went out to people who did open it. And just really making sure that your emails are focused on the audience that you're sending it to. And with social, in regards to giveaways, just also making sure that if you're sending people to your page to sign up for their giveaway, anything that is marketing on your page is branded onto like what you see as a brand. A lot of times during these giveaways, especially like the ones that I do, I'll offer assets. So I'll create social assets for them that they can use oh, okay. on their story or on their grid. But I always say, feel free to use these, but I know that you're going to get more entries if you brand it to your brand with your colors, like your identity, your copy, mm-hmm. because that's what your audience resonates with. They're not going to resonate with the, co- <laughs> the graphics that I create. They don't recognize that. Yeah. So make sure that whatever you're posting in your email or social is very unique to like your audience because that's how you're going to be generating more leads. But yeah, did I hit everything? Or did I miss yeah, that was probably the best advice we've had on the topic. So I appreciate <laughs> it. And I think I think um one big takeaway just from the email side is just it's probably okay to send it early, like you said, a little bit earlier. I feel like folks wait so long. The giveaway's already like seven days past and they're just now sending that welcome email. And it's just too yeah. late. And it's really hard if you're not hosting the giveaway to get access to those emails as soon as possible because the host naturally has the email. So they can send out those welcome emails daily to whoever's signing up and, you know, it's not going to be a brand new email. But I guarantee if you ask whoever's hosting the giveaway, hey, you know, this giveaway has been going on for two weeks and then like we extended it a week. Is there any way that you can send me the email list? Normally, they're always going to say yes. Like I have brands who already are clicking that they need to be sending out this email early and they'll message me. And I'm like, oh, oh, of course, like, you know, one brand, definitely like you can definitely have the email list a little early and then I'll send you the final one once the giveaway is over. So always, always ask whoever's hosting if it's possible to get that email list earlier. Cause again, you're going to get more engagement. Of course, if you're sending it out faster. Yeah, no, that was, that is such a good, if anyone's going to take anything away, that was a really good one right there. So, (laughs) okay, cool. So as we wrap up, um, I just always like to find, you know, your three favorite go-tos. And so do you have any go-tos as far as like using social organic social media to drive sales? That's a little bit more on the human side. So we're not talking about, you know, blasting those like in the email world. I cannot stand when you're like 50% off, you know, and you're just sending that. But how can brands like gracefully drive sales? Do you have like three favorite go-to tactics? Yeah. I mean, one of them is definitely stories. So you already have this following on social and you have this engaged, you know, audience that know what you do and what you sell. So hop on your stories, show your face and create some interactive yes, no questions, some polls, and then it could be something, you know, I do organic social. Are you have like one question could be, are you having a hard time creating content for your social media? And they can click yes or no. And then you can go through and see those responses and then maybe message those people who respond and be like, hey, I noticed that you said no. Is there anything that I can help you with or anything that I can provide to you 
that may be useful. And then that could be, they're like, oh yeah, I really need templates. And so then you're like, oh, I have all these templates that they that you have in your shop that they could purchase. So it's really figuring out what your audience needs. And those interactive stories are really helpful. Okay. That's a great, great idea. Anything in particular on grid itself or how to tie it into a reel? Like how to sort of link a reel up to maybe driving to your bio for sales or something like that? Yeah. I mean, I'm really into kind of doing those reels where you're mimicking the voice. Yeah. I love them too. They're my favorite. (laughs) They're so fun. And I just feel they're like entertaining and everything. So you could use those kind of reels to possibly maybe find a trend on what people are doing and make it related to a sale or what you offer and and then send them to go click on your link in bio to read more. A lot of times though, people are just naturally scrolling. So it's really hard to get people to go to your bio. And what I say is more of have a call to action in your caption and whether it's commenting or, you know, sharing this on their story or something and then see who's commenting and sharing and interacting. And then that's who you need to like go maybe DM or interact with, because especially with reels, you can naturally just start swiping up and down and you're just like real tunnel. A really good way to find ideas on how to create content or find ways to sell with reels is go to TikTok, look up hashtag social media manager or hashtag, you know, email, like email newsletter manager and see all these top trending reels that people have already had these ideas for and go see how you can like brand it onto like your company and like what you're selling and go from there. Good tips. Well, thank you, Libby. Uh, these were awesome tips. I know you're going to make listeners very, very happy. But before we go, where can the listeners connect with you if they want to reach out? Yeah, of course. My Instagram, Libco Creative, is definitely the best place. You can just send me a DM. I'm always open to chat and I'm definitely always on there creating reels. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks so much for stopping by the pod today. No problem. I loved it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> 